1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Tony Gwynn Jr.
3: Gab, you there? Yeah. All right, Gab. Sorry, uh, Scraby was having some technical difficulties there. <laughs>
2: and Chris Ello.
3: So Scraby good.
4: was having some technical. Can you please make a promo out of that? <laughs> Scraby was having some technical difficulties there. I think that sums up a lot of the show.
2: <laughs> it's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! Yes! Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan.
4: Kicking off the 4 o'clock hour, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 401 is the time. Chris hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Big Frank. All hanging out here in the Odyssey Palace, San Diego, California. Getting set for a little round of uh, Chris versus the Fans, our uh, daily trivia game. Opportunity out there for you to uh, win the grand prize, which is uh, qualifying for a two night stay at the Westgate, Las Vegas, home of the Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, plus a spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa and a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. So, uh, all of that. Up for grabs here in our next segment. If you just tuned in to uh, some sports talk today, Mexico, with a gallant effort, uh, came up short in its bid to reach the knockout stage, the World Cup. The Mexico uh, squad needed three goals, almost a miracle, in World Cup play. Needed three goals in the second half to advance. And they got the first two in like five minutes I just never could get the third one. So not only do they go home, but their coach, Tata Martino, has uh, let uh, go of his duties this afternoon by Mexico. Aztec basketball coming off a thrilling win last night, 72-69 over UC Irvine. NBA. Lakers back in action tonight. Got to bounce back, boys. Oh my goodness! Yeah, after that uh, debacle of a loss the other night against it's the Indiana Pacers, it
3: certainly ha- certainly helps. Dame Lillard will not be playing tonight. That is very I'm, helpful. I'm if very you're a Lakers very fan. appreciative of that. Very very helpful. If I you're hope a he's Laker. back to health soon thereafter. But Tomorrow? tonight, but take, but a, rest. Tonight. Yes, take have, a rest. Yes, take a rest,
4: not not tonight. Lakers have played plenty of games without their star players, so they know the feeling. Uh, Clippers are in Utah tonight. If you're wondering about the whereabouts of uh, Southern California's other NBA squad. Uh all right, uh we are going to get to Chris versus the fans. Frank is uh in for Scraby. And now are you are you in charge of the questions today?
5: I am in charge of the you questions. You actually today. wrote
4: these questions today. These could be much more difficult. Oh wait,
5: wait, wait, wait. Got a different look on his face. What I am in mean? charge of asking the questions. I was going to write them today. But, no, no, no. Um, I asked I the questions. Little... No,
4: no. Tony asked. Oh, the Tony questions. asked him, questions. Tony I am the host. Is the my bad. See, this yes. is don't try Tony to take my one job
5: away from me. You see, this is me not being up on <laughs> well, some of these. Well, you things. can
4: write questions. Tony will be
3: happy to read. <laughs> them. I did not write. It them. looks like Scraby went to work here. There's quite oh, a oh, so few. There's a bunch of Scavvy questions. There's a bunch of then
4: I thought we might have a different, different flavor of questions today. Same flavor. But it'll be the same who knows if he's actually right, scraby questions <laughs> coming your way. Let's get to it.
2: If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. How would he do? Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well I hope you know Jen for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 973 the Fan.
3: Before we get started. We do need to mention what you're actually playing for.
4: I did. Oh, did I you? actually did that. Oh. While I was sitting here with the chills. I
3: It is freezing. I here. told
4: you it's freezing in the studio today. I went over to the wall and just turned it up to like 90.
3: Is that what you got up for right before we came on? Yes.
4: Now, I don't know if it's going to work or not. That I can't be in control of, but we very well could be sweltering here in the next 10 minutes. Poor Frank. But That's I'm sorry, Frank. I'm actually, I'm actually shivering. That's how
3: cold I am right now. It is it is quite cold in here. We should have known something because we walked in. Braden, Braden had full hoodie, yes. beanie, yeah. and was just like bundled up on the corner there. So, yeah. so. we're getting a taste of it. Uh, here are the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets the question right, you are eliminated. If Chris gets it wrong... Then you move on to the next question, or you win. Now, I don't know who our first contestant is, so I will hand that off
5: to you, Frank. Contestant number one will be Robert Invista. Robert Invista. Welcome to the show, Robert. Strong player. Hey. We're coming hey guys,
3: out of the gate. Strong we're, today. we're going we're doing well. We hope you're ready. Here we go. First question. Let's do it. What well-known Pac-12 university is nicknamed the Huskies? Washington. UW is correct. Washington is the correct answer. We move on to question number two. Who was the first winner of the first ever three-point contest in the NBA. Larry Bird? The one and only Larry Bird. Larry Bird. And,
2: uh,
4: I don't know if it was the first year, but one of the years he won it, he didn't even take his warm-up he jacket He had his off. warm-up
3: jacket on, <laughs> hit, threw up the last shot, held up the number one, walked off with yeah. a victory. Yeah. Here he we go. Was, uh, he was a good shooter. Question Quite number good. three.
4: Alright, Robert can just wrap it right up here. He can.
3: Yeah. Some of these questions I've asked, so I got to nip. I got to kind of sift through it. Here we go. What franchise became the first former ABA team to win the NBA championship? The Spurs. Wow, that's it, Robert.
4: You just ran the table.
3: table.
4: I think they're the only former ABA uh, franchise to ever win the championship. Nice work. Yeah, the Nets never run it. Pacers never run it.
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> Did you say this for Scravey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, good for you, Robert. You saved well all his questions today. for tomorrow.
4: Yeah, that's right. Scravey will be very pleased that you saved a, a whole bunch of questions there. We only had to use up three of them today. Robert got them all right. That's how easy it can be. And uh, Robert does qualify uh, for a chance to win that two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas And the uh, spa treatment for two, along with the uh, private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. So, good day for Robert. He came out swinging. I told you he was a good player. You did.
3: You called that from the moment he stepped on.
4: And he swept. Yeah, I think the only uh, former ABA franchise to win an NBA title is the Spurs. The Nuggets, the uh, Pacers, and the Nets are the other teams to come into the NBA. And I don't think any of them.
3: Nets have gotten there quite a right. few times,
4: Pacers but they have haven't been able to win. Times. Pacers got there, I know, once against the Lakers. But, it took yeah, the hell. Spurs are the only former ABA franchise ever to win an NBA title.
3: Interesting, they I won, guess. They've won quite a few, too. They had to get five. Yeah.
4: yeah. 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 They were good. They were good. Greg Popovich knew what he was doing. Still knows what he's doing. He, he just doesn't, doesn't have
3: the, the talent. <laughs> he does not have a Tim Duncan or, or a Kawhi Leonard. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, isn't it? I know that, coaches are everything, but they're not. That's what that's what makes the NBA the NBA is it's a team sport that can be dominated by an individual. Football and, and baseball, it's a little tougher. You, you're going to need you're going to need everybody to to contribute.
4: Things can change very quickly in the NBA with just the presence of one player.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. So
4: that's kind of how that works. All right, they're going to be uh, tipping off soon, Frank. Hofstra? The hofstra George Mason game.
5: Thank you for reminding How can me. I don't do it <laughs> about five other things. Sorry. Here You're we not go. gonna put it
4: up on the T V screen? Oh, we are putting it up on the T V <laughs> screen. So that you can watch <laughs> Hofstra. I can't believe Hofstra basketball is even being shown. I
3: can't I can't believe ESPN Plus has that.
4: He's got that game, so Frank's gonna make us watch a little of his uh, favorite college team, Hofstra, play George Mason. Should we, should we keep everybody up to date on the progress no, of that game? I don't think we need to. I
3: don't think we need to. So. Nobody really cares about Hofstra except for Frank. Except Sorry for, for no, Frank. no offense, Frank. I'm just saying. Not don't, many don't people say.
4: care about hockey, but there were a couple of things that happened last night uh, yeah. that were interesting. Uh, one is that Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals, he's closing in on the all-time goal-scoring record. He may get there. Once deemed untouchable, Wayne Gretzky's 894 career goals. Uh, Ovechkin is now up to 787. So he's within 100. And, you know, he scores about 40 goals a year. So if he can play another three seasons, Alex Ovechkin could, you know, track down Wayne Gretzky for the all-time record. The goal he scored last night... Set a record for the most goals ever scored on the road. He got his four hundred and third career goal. How long
3: how long has Ovechkin been playing? And, and compared to Gretzky. Yeah,
4: that's a good question, uh Tony. Is he still
3: you said how much? A hundred
4: behind? He's still a hundred behind uh Gretzky. Let me see Ovechkin. Ovechkin's Ovech- tough tougher, easier to say than uh eighteenth season for Ovechkin.
5: How many did Gretzky play?
4: Uh, probably about ten. No. Wait, what? No, I don't know. Gretzky played a lot.
5: Gretzky went from uh, the seventy-eight, seventy-nine season to at ninety-eight, ninety-nine.
4: So nineteen, so about the same. Ovechkin's been putting him in at Gretzky's pace, practically. But I, I think when Gretzky ended up with with eight ninety four, he broke the record by almost a hundred. Gordy Howe is second with eight oh one. But Ovechkin's now third seven nine three. So keep an eye on that. Last night he uh,
3: set the record for most goals ever scored on the road. The other Ovech- note last- Ovechkin had the greatest, I would call, like an off season of all time when they won the Stanley Cup because he, he was hammered every day. It seemed like he was hammered. I saw. Every day. I saw him one time in a fountain, like a, a public fountain, <laughs> just having a be- having a blast.
4: Yeah, he had a great time. Those guys do enjoy their time with the Stanley Cup when they win it. Uh, The other uh, hockey note from last night, the Los Angeles Kings were involved in the highest-scoring hockey game played in the last 27 years. There's actually only been two games with 17 goals since 1985, and one of them was last night. The Kings lost in overtime – to the Seattle Kraken, dumbest name in sports. <laughs> Nine to eight was the final last night. A wild. You night don't like the Kraken in Los Angeles. I don't like that name. I, I don't really understand what it means.
3: Isn't like that? Like
4: a, uh, a... I know it's a it's some sort of sea creature, right? Prehistoric
5: sea creature or something. It's like a giant squid. Like release the Kraken. Yeah, big, it's not released. Uh, but it's not it's not a real squid. Deal. You, you though, say it's
4: like release <laughs> the cracks. It's it's like that's giants, a very popular dude. phrase. <laughs> it's a very popular phrase. Yeah, I don't like that name. But anyway, uh, they do have a team in Seattle now, and they beat the Kings nine to eight last night. There was one other note in hockey that was much uh, more serious. More yeah. serious for sure. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, thirty-five-year-old winger, defenseman, rather, Chris Letang. Going to be out indefinitely after suffering his second stroke in less than a decade. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, doctor enough to know, but that's got to be pretty rare to be 35 years old and already have suffered two strokes in your lifetime.
0: Yeah, that's, that's scary. That is what that okay. is. It's
4: very scary. Uh, Latang said in a statement, uh, "I am fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right." While it is difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I am hopeful, and this is this is really a class thing to say, he said, I'm hopeful that it can raise awareness. It is important for me that my teammates, family, and friends know that I'm okay. I'm optimistic that I will be back on the ice soon. Hmm. So Hopefully. how about that, man? The guys guy suffers a stroke, and the, about the first thing out of his mouth is, I hope I can raise awareness about strokes to other people, because... There's probably not a lot of people think you can play hockey once you've had a stroke. Obviously, you can. Chris yeah. Letang has been yeah. doing it since he had his first stroke in 2014. That's but crazy.
3: 35? 35 years old. Yeah. So
4: um, You don't
3: hear about that. You don't hear that. those words no, mi- put together too doesn't often. doesn't mix together. No.
4: All right. Good luck to Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins for sure. All right. We'll check some traffic. Come back more. Gwen and Chris on the way.
3: 420 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello.
4: I can't even, my finger won't stay still to push the button. I was
3: trying to figure out what I wanted to say about this weather that's in here. coming to you from the frozen tundra of of, of the Odyssey Empire. Man. I mean, even, even our man Frank was like... Yeah, Frank's it's, cold. It's kind
4: of cold. It's cold. It is really freezing. I've got a hat. And we I've turned got... the heat up as much as we could, but it's not not kicking in yet
3: yeah i got the headphones over the hoodie right now it is it is quite quite chilly in i did air. not
4: bring hoodie i do have long sleeves <laughs> but it's shiver- not paying chris on. is
3: shivering over here literally Absolutely shivering Crazy. Uh, listen it, it, you know it, it's it's one of those days it, it's gravy would probably be feeling comfortable in this right now because he too hates yeah, to, to be cold he yeah. loves to be cold not uh cold I you think. can never really get enough of 97 through the fan right i mean Catch up on anything you miss with Ben and Woods, John Quintera Show, and Gwen and Chris Podcast right now on the Free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Athletic has come out with their bowl projections. Right. The first one I've, I've seen of these, or first one I've paid attention to, at least. Yes. Um, Who do they have in the Hawaii Bowl? Oh, let's go down. I mean, if I'm, they don't I'm, have San Diego State and Middle it's, Tennessee. It's, then we know that they're wrong. Right? We know that. <laughs> they got to have that one right. We know that, that one's they don't guarantee. Exactly. They have San Diego State, Middle Tennessee, yes. State, Middle Tennessee in there. Yeah. Uh, New Year six Bowls. We'll start there. Okay. December thirtieth in Miami, the Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. Who do they have? Clemson, the Ohio State facing off. Clemson and the Ohio State. Yes.
4: Makes me think of one game played back. Way back when, Scraby's not here to play the sounder, thank goodness.
3: If I can turn back time.
4: Clemson played Ohio State in a bowl game. Woody Hayes was the coach of Ohio State. Do you
3: remember this at all? I, no, I remember the name, though, Woody Hayes. Woody
4: Hayes was the uh, cantankerous, old-style coach of Ohio State. Tended to go a little bit crazy from time to time. Mm. Clemson had the lead late in the game. Ohio State intercept, uh, threw an interception. Clemson linebacker ran it back toward midfield and toward the Ohio State sideline. Woody Hayes punched him right in the face.
2: <laughs>
3: Wait, what?
4: Yeah, you got to see the video of this, Tony. Woody Hayes punched this Clemson kid right in the face, and that was it for his career. That was the last thing really? he ever did as a head coach, yeah.
3: Was he a good head coach? Other than, oh, my God. Other Ohio other-
4: State was dominant back in the Woody Hayes day era, yeah, for sure. You know
3: it's sad? But it
4: was back in the days when coaches had all the power. You know, they were the kings of everything. What
3: would happen? Can you imagine something like that happening think, now? I want you to think about this very carefully. Yeah. Because that was in what year?
4: About nineteen seventy-eight or That's nine. That's
3: seventy-eight. A powerful head coach yeah. punches a student or a student athlete in a game. Yeah. Careers never, never the same. That was no. He didn't. He was done. He was done. Never yeah, coached he again.
4: He, he was forced into retirement.
3: Uh. Do you think that would be the end result if, if, and I want you to think about it honestly, yeah. if a coach punched a kid now, do you think he would be banished? Wow, forever now.
4: I, I don't mean to bring Nick Saban up here because it's not fair to compare him and say that he could even imagine to do something like that. But I got to believe that there'd be quite an outcry.
3: I think do there you would think
4: they would they would get rid of the coach I, I for think that.
3: Th- I think there would be an outcry. Yeah. But I also think the memory is a lot shorter than it was in 78. In those days it's different. I, huh? I think there would be a, there would be a chance that it, whoever did this would have a coaching job at some point in the future. I right. don't think he would be, have to be I don't think he would be done forever.
4: He'd have to be let go from his current situation. Oh, for sure,
3: for sure that would happen. But then you're right. The Five get back years so. later he'd get back. I think so. Uh Good point. Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. New Orleans. Kansas State. Yes. Alabama. Okay. Back to the Sugar Bowl. That's, that's As long as Alabama's <laughs> not in the playoff, I'm good with it. You're good. Uh, Fiesta Bowl. This is part of the playoff here. You have Michigan versus TCU, right. two and three. in mm-hmm. the Peach Bowl on the 31st of December, you'll also have Georgia and USC. Yes. Those are the projected uh, right. four, if all four teams.
4: If all four teams win this weekend, that will be the matchups. If not, chaos will ensue. Yeah. And Alabama will start
3: crying about how it should be in, and Ohio State will be doing the
4: same, and uh, just sit back and watch the craziness ensue. I'll
3: run these next two New Year's Six bowls off, and and then I'll kind of preview you guys to a conversation that happened just before we came on air. It actually almost continued until we were actually on air. Uh, Cotton Bowl, January 2nd, Tennessee versus Tulane. And then Rose. Bowl, well, you
4: got to get one uh, at large, at large power champion or yeah. whatever they call the group of six conference yeah. champions. G
3: five is that having Group mean? of five. Yeah, uh, and then the Rose Bowl, Penn State, and the Washington Huskies. Hmm. So that's pretty pretty much business as usual there. Um, Washington moved all the way up, man. That's a, a good season for Washington. They've been down for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, the conversation that happened. Wait, real quick before that,
4: let's just tell people who they have for the Holiday Bowl. I'm just curious. Let's December slide 28th.
3: Down. Holiday Bowl. December
4: the 28th, who do they project is going to go to the Holiday Bowl? It's usually a Pac-12 team against an ACC team. Pitt. Pitt.
3: Versus the Utes. Versus the Utes. Okay, Utah. this
4: projection I have from CBS says Duke and Oregon. Mm. So, that doesn't tell us anything.
3: No, <laughs> no. Other no. than... It doesn't tell us anything.
4: Right. Utah or Oregon, Pitt or Duke.
3: Okay. I'm looking to see if I see those teams in any of these other bowls that they have projected. Yeah. But I don't. Oh, no, I do. I see uh, Oregon going to the Las Vegas Bowl okay. versus LSU. Who was the other team you had? Uh, Duke
4: in the in this version of the Holiday Bowl.
3: Yeah, Duke uh, looks like they get passed over. At least in... Oh, no. They go to the Military Bowl oh. against UCF.
4: Duke sounds like a really good opponent if we're playing basketball. But football doesn't really excite me too much. Uh,
3: According to this, the Holiday Bowl, would you say the 28th? Yes. They have it as the ACC's two through four teams. Right. And the Pac-12's number four team, in this case, will be the Utes. The Utes. So
4: Apparently CBS Sports thinks that Oregon will be the number four team. So... Go figure. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs>
3: All right. Um, I was so gonna what did the, Brayden say? So, you know, Brayden finished Tried to take over our show. He did. He, he tried to take me out uh, of our show, at least from the beginning. Take us out of our rhythm. I just... Uh, I was playing devil's advocate. He was making the point that Tennessee should be... If that chaos that Chris talked about ensued, that Tennessee should be... Uh, they should slide up, they not They should slide Alabama. up, not Alabama. And, yeah. and on the surface, I, I do agree, but, you know, a lot of times... Especially when it comes to Braden, I'll just take the other side. Just to, to see how just angry to see he'll how get. I can get him growing there, and yeah. I got him going pretty good. I, yeah, I he was fired I, up. I made the point that you know they both have two losses, and one of the two losses for Tennessee was a was a boat race. You know, regardless of whether they lost their their starting quarterback, they're still going to be without that starting quarterback if they go to a playoff. So I don't know that that should necessarily be an advantage for them. Yeah, um, but. That's I would, probably why Alabama's rated ahead of them now. Right, because that it's not like that quarterback's gonna right? To him. And they do take that into account. Because
4: Tennessee beat Alabama and that's head why everybody says Tennessee ought to be ranked ahead of Alabama. And on, you know, first glance it seems like they should. I, I, I am a little tired of this notion that Alabama gets higher rated because they started remember they started the season number one or two, along with Georgia. Tennessee started the season unranked totally. Yeah. So now you're asking these people to believe that Tennessee is actually better than Alabama when they beat them and they have some qualifications that say that they do. people still are swayed by what the preseason prognostic and that goes back had. to
3: your the point that you make all the time They should just get rid of preseason because nobody's played
4: them. they shouldn't have' them. it's not fair- it's totally unfair to the teams that aren't ranked and it's totally you know totally unfair the other way and Slanted toward the teams that are ranked yeah absolutely
3: yeah no honestly as I say on the surface I would love to see somebody other than Alabama if that chaos ensues yeah. get in uh but I do think in terms of Tennessee their quarterback not being available doesn't make them a better team at this point they're 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 not fully healthy so that's a good point we will... I think
4: that's a fair point bring Braden back in here
3: <laughs> and I'll decide who won all right let's uh get to break when we come back. Mr. Frank has day
0: two of the Big Five. More Gwen and Chris, but yeah, more Gwen and Chris on the way. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
4: Right, welcome back to the program. 435 is the time. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Big Frank, cheering on his Hofstra pride. Unbelievable. I mean, we have two televisions in the studio. We got Ohio State against Duke. You got Indiana, North Carolina. You got Celtics. Or you got Sixers and Cavs. Not us. We're watching Hofstra. Hofstra, George Mason. And yes, George Mason. And it's a doozy. Where is George Mason located? In D.C.? I believe so, right? I would imagine so, yeah. I do remember when they made that run to the Final Four. It was like so unbelievable and out of nowhere. 2006, I believe the year was. All right, uh, we are back underway here. Frank is going to hit us with a big five, and he's going to do that right after we check you some traffic.
2: From the Premier Kia of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the Premier Auto Family, here's Kelly Tannock.
0: Traffic is sponsored by Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Got a couple things to watch out for, guys. Crash on the transition ramp eastbound, King freeway right at the 15, it's over the right shoulder, and traveling on east on 52, accident involving a couple vehicles on the Regents Road off ramp. Coach Kintera and Joe Musgrove's choice. They're a different kind of dealership looking to be a solid community partner and deliver excellent service. Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad, Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Kelly Danick with Win and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, the fan.
4: Before Frank gets going with the Big Five, I want to remind everybody to listen to 97.3 The Fan and thousands of other stations, plus millions of podcasts. Get them all for free on the Odyssey app. Of course, you can download any portion of this show on the Odyssey app. Listen at uh, your leisure. Or you can uh, catch it on our uh, website, webpage, 97.3TheFanSD.com. Number five. Including the Big Five, which Frank is going to... Lead off with number five today. Yes, I was, <laughs> that one. I was right today.
5: All right, uh, we will open with our World Cup date, elimination day number two for the World Cup. Eliminated four, eliminated its four teams today, out of group day. Uh, boy, oh boy, out of group D, Australia defeated Denmark one nil to advance to the round of sixteen, and Tunisia beat France's second team to close out their World Cup appearance. With a 1-0 win. But France advances, of course. Yeah, France won yes. the group. They Yeah. Mbappe didn't play. Yeah, but well, they didn't, didn't play, play, play either, guys. No, no. Yeah.
4: So yeah. France and Australia advance there. That's yes. surprising because uh, I had read somewhere before the World Cup that Denmark had a chance to be a very yep. interesting surprise possibility in this tournament, but they are no longer...
5: Uh, Group C proved why you never leave your fate in someone else's hands. Mexico needed a win and a Poland draw or win to move on. Mexico held up their end by beating Saudi Arabia 2-1, but Poland did not hold up theirs, losing 2-0 to Argentina. Argentina wins the group, and Poland advances on goal differential. Yeah, as
3: as Chris said, they could have very easily gotten a third goal. Oh yeah, and kept it's so many chances Saudi Arabia off the board. Instead, they don't get the third goal, they surrender a goal, and that really made yeah it obsolete. That made it
4: all over for Tata.
3: <laughs> tata 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 Martino out as Mexico coach.
5: Uh Group E and F are in elimination day three, beginning with Canada playing Morocco and Croatia finishing up against Belgium at seven AM. If both games draw Croatia wins the group on goal differential with Morocco knocking out Belgium.
4: That would be surprising.
5: My man uh,
3: Lukaku would be done. He's been hurt. He has, but he has been training. I saw some yeah. work. He's he's trying to get ready for what would be the round he, of 16. Wait, wait, wait a
4: minute. You actually know one of the Belgian soccer stars it's an interesting, by name? It's
3: an interesting story. I uh, say, uh, that's Lukaku. the last thing I would expect. <laughs> My, you know, when we went into that pandemic, Okay. We were at the house a lot, and so kids wanted to watch. They were into soccer, wanted to watch it, and we just randomly started watching. I think it's is it Series A.
5: Serie A, Inter
3: Milan. Yeah, and so we that's the league they're in, and Inter Milan is the team. So we just started following that team, and uh, since then, uh, and that's how I know. was you it know Ra- this guy. Is it Romelu? Ram- that's his first Romello name? Romelu Lukaku.
5: Lukaku. Lukaku. Sold to Chelsea, loaned back to Inter. Anyway. Oh, yeah.
4: my God, Frank. Um, you have way too much interest hey, hey, Frank,
5: Frank's sports knowledge is pretty pretty, pretty, pretty nice. My
4: nice. team. And the two of you guys have this guy <laughs> covered completely.
5: The, uh, the 11 a.m. games will be from Group E. Spain will play Japan, and Costa Rica will take on Germany. Germany needs a win and a Japan loss to advance. If Japan draws with Spain... Germany can still get in on goal differential but would need to beat Costa Rica by at least two Mm. because Japan won their head-to-head matchup.
3: Japan going a wrench in everything with their their victory over Germany. Yes, sir.
5: Number four. All right, so the start to Kenny Payne's coaching career for the three-time national champion Louisville Cardinals men's basketball team has gone rather well. Uh, In fact, he's already chasing history. For the first time since 1940-41, the Louisville Cardinals have started an impressive 0-7. <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, the season started with three straight one-point losses to Bellarmine, Wright State, and Appalachian State. Oh. They played number nine Arkansas and lost by 26. Oh. Yeah. They were in the Maui tournament. They played number 21 Texas Tech and lost 70 to 38. Lost by nineteen to Cincinnati, and then lost last night seventy nine to fifty four to number twenty two Maryland at home. Head coach Payne said of the loss last night, "At times, it looked like we just gave up." Good news for Payne is that if he wants to set a new school record for worst start to a season, he still has ten games to play with. Louisville started out 0-17 in a 19-game season in the 1939 Yeah, that's a long time. Season. Oh, I remember that season. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. went 1-18 in that season. Donovan is, Mitchell's
4: not happy about any of this. <laughs> I t-
5: I t- is is a Louisville, Louisville guy. would you still consider Louisville a top
3: basketball program? Oh, I, I, I'd say no. You look at those first three losses that you're talking about, those aren't against the upper echelon. By of, one point. And they lost by, and they, yeah, they lost by one point. Uh, and then they get drubbed by the, the upper echelon of the of the crew, and you know this has been a tough uh, fall from grace for Louisville. You know, it's kind of started with the old Patino mess, and it has really hasn't gotten better since then. And so, Chris, I, I, I you know, you, you hate to strip a team of that of that yeah. of that uh, title, but. They certainly haven't done anything to earn it to this point. The name point. still kind of
4: catches your attention, but uh, it is remarkable that this bad. Wes Unseld, Hall of Fame player from Louisville. Mentioned Donovan Mitchell, current superstar from Louisville. Daryl Griffith led them to a national champion. I mean, they had some greats. Rodney McRae. Trying to come up with some ones you know. How about Montrezl Harrell? I knew, uh, really
3: I knew the first one
4: you named. Uh Wes Unseld? Wes Unseld. How about Never Nervous Purvis Ellison? Purvis Ellison. Never Nervous Purvis. What a nickname that was.
3: Played for the uh, Sonics? He played for, yeah, along with the Celtics and a couple of others. Of course, I don't remember that
4: part. No, very good. Seattle.
5: Yeah, Louisville, not good. Number three. All right, uh, I'm going to butcher a name of a golf course here. We spoke about Live Golf yesterday, and it was so much fun. We're going to do it again today. (laughs) Scravy would be proud. Yeah, are you doing this just to get on Scravy's good side? (laughs) I promise you, Scravy did not write this for me. All right. Uh, Live Golf announced today that w- it will truly be becoming a world tour, adding events in Australia, New Mexico, Singapore, and Spain to its now fourteen-event schedule. One of the courses it will be uh, it will play on is Mayakoba's El Chameleon Golf Course from February twenty fourth to twenty sixth.
4: Nobody's going to argue with
5: you. <laughs> <laughs> Mayakoba has been on the PGA Tour schedule since two thousand and seven. The PGA Tour said that its agreement with the course ended this year and will look to find a new course for the Worldwide Technology Championship that used to be held on the course. Live Golf is still expected to add even more events over the next several weeks because the lack of events was a seller to players who jumped over. Do you think adding events will make some players contented? I was just
3: getting ready to... Scraby has educated us pretty well in this golf thing and how yeah. the players that defective were defecting because the season was mm-hmm. too long. And it gradually for LIV has gotten longer and longer before they've even finished their first season. And it's all over the world too. That's a, listen, I, they are getting paid a, a, a handsome chunk. Maybe they feel differently because of that, but I would, I would start to venture that you're going to start seeing some of the same people upset as they actually go through the travel. Cause bring up a good point at least for the most in the pga it's all in the united states you're going to be going different places across the world i would imagine that's going to be a little harder on the body well but i guess only time will tell but i don't think this is a necessarily a good thing for liv
4: they could play at the uh, admiral uh bird uh, golf course here in la mesa I wouldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> if they could true. play on the moon. I wouldn't see them. I mean, I don't know that it matters where they play, honestly. I, I really think, going back to yesterday, the Live Tour's got to go away so that we can just get back to golf the way we knew it. It was a nice attempt to overthrow the establishment. It's, it's not working. It's not huh? working, and it's wrecking a lot of people's interest in the sport. So that would be my response. Admiral Baker Golf Club, by the way, over here. Not Admiral bird. I said the wrong Admiral,
5: sorry. (laughs) Eeks, I'm sure I'll hear about that one. There will be a new head coach heading up Alabama football next season. Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer will be leaving his team at Lipscomb Academy to lead the University of Alabama Blazers into battle next season. Ah, I like what you did there. Very good, Frank.
4: Had me nervous for
5: a minute. Dilfer is taking the uh, the UAB coaching duties off of interim head coach and permanent offensive coordinator Brian Vincent, who went 6-6 six and six on the season and 4-4 four and four in Conference USA play. Vincent stepped into the role when head coach Bill Clark stepped down in June due to health reasons. Uh, to all of those who thought Dilfer was going to be replacing Nick Saban, I don't think a new head coach for the Crimson Tide would have been stuffed at number four in the Big Five. No. I um with Jeff Saturday stuff, uh, with the Jeff Saturday stuff being big news as of late, do you think guys like Trent Dilfer and Dion Sanders have a better chance at success because of their past?
4: Chris, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, they've opened up some, some opportunities for people. I'd like to see some African-American coaches get these opportunities along with the, well, Dion got one, uh, yeah i we talked about it yesterday i think coaching is something that uh you can do a whole lot better when you have a whole lot of experience but i don't think it's something you just can't do if you've never done it before and i think uh there's a lot of guys proving that so if i was trent dilfer though i'd try to find myself another ray lewis because that's who helped him win his super bowl <laughs> could use that that's that the guy he, those type of guys you trying to recruit yeah he's gonna need one of those guys on
3: uab certainly would help good luck uh yeah, I mean listen, I think Chris said it perfectly. It's it's one of those jobs that you're probably gonna be a lot better at with experience, but it's certainly not having any experience can't prevent you from doing the job. I think ideally you want it to be you want it to come in the form of what we've seen Dion do and Trent Dilfer now kind of following that same path. Dion started at a prep high school, um, then moved to an H B C U, which he's having tremendous success now let alone the the impact he's had on HBCUs and now he's been, you know you could argue he, he should have probably been in the running for that Auburn job before it was handed out um, but he is getting those bigger offers now Colorado it's hard to not to understand him not being at Florida State at this point you know it's not like they're having the greatest season they did just hire a head coach so I'm sure they want to let that play out a little bit but that could come back to Hanum. Um, but Dilfer's following that same path, right? High school coach, now getting a shot at A.B. Hopefully he has tremendous success. You know he he knows the game of football. We heard him for years on on uh, the morning yeah. show on, on the NFL. So right. he knows the game. And uh, he got that job without any uh Without any experience. experience. <laughs> right. So, well, good luck to Trent Dilfer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you'd like to start seeing guys go through this same process. I know Jeff Saturday, to me, is an outlier. And – I say that because he's also an inner, so they can pivot at the end of the season should they not like what they they get.
5: Number one. All right, and uh, speaking of new coaches, remember last month when Don Mattingly announced he was stepping down as Marlon's manager to spend time with his family? Well, apparently he spent enough time with them because now he's back (laughs) back on the major league bench in 2023. That's funny, Frank. you got to get that copyrighted. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Mattingly is off to Canada, where he will be the new bench coach for the Toronto Blue Jays under manager John Schneider for the upcoming season. Mattingly was the 2020 NL Manager of the Year and went 437 and 584 in seven seasons as the manager of the Marlins. That record actually made him the winningest manager in franchise history. Is Don Mattingly... Still a manager, or is he a bench coach? Because we saw the situation last year with Schneider taking over for Montoya in the middle of the season.
4: Um, I don't know who's first. I guess I am. I don't know. Have uh, at it. It, it. I'm not sure. Well, you're first.
0: No, I said have oh, at it.
4: I'm sorry. I I don't. That's a tough one because I don't know if Mattingly really wants to be a manager anymore. Sitting into the second seat might be uh, suit him very nicely, but you can be sure if. Uh, toronto has any problems next year <laughs> then he's sitting right there <laughs> yeah and it's pretty easy to make the change so i i wouldn't rule him out you know it's interesting when guys like mattingly say they want to you know get out of baseball to spend more time with their family it's a nice thing for them to say but it's a much more difficult thing for them to do i mean mattingly was in baseball major league baseball as a player a manager from 1982 to 2022 right that's 40 years now you're asking the guy to be home on the porch every, you know, afternoon. So, on the porch. It's not easy. And I think a lot of guys think it sounds good to step away completely and you know, when uh, they get out of the game, they're happy to uh, have a chance to get back in.
3: I just look at it as the nice way of parting ways with an organization that you don't feel like is going anywhere? So yeah. you do think he wants to come? I back think he then. definitely wants okay. to manage again. Yeah, you I, know him. I, so. I, 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 first of all, I, my experience playing for Don was was awesome. He was a straight shooter. I knew I I knew he knew what he was talking about. Um, and he had a lot more success when an organization um, had the money to spend. Right? Sure. I mean he got he got to the the Dodgers back into playoff contention on a con- series, on a consistent basis. Um, In Florida, just having seen him and talked to him, and it just that organization—they got—they got got a lot of work to do. They are nowhere near, it seems like, winning. When they could have been a lot closer, it seems like by now. But they got some new leadership there now. We'll see if they can get that turned around. But I have no doubt that he wants to manage again. I just think he was tired of managing in in Miami. Yeah. Well, he's one seat away
4: from it. He's like one. He's probably one six-game losing streak away from them talking about
3: it in Toronto. You know they don't. You know they don't. They don't wait long to start talking about those type of things. Uh-huh. It happens
4: pretty quick, especially when Toronto's supposed to be all that again next year. That's right.
3: That's right. That team was supposed to be the. Many people picked them to be the division winner. A lot of people, including all of us, I think. Yeah, I but think
4: you're right. Did not happen this year for Toronto, and then they got ousted by the. Mariners in the first round of course uh, the Mariners were not the only visiting team to win a first round series on the road in baseball no they weren't Frank can you think of any others (laughs) (laughs) that's the first shot I've taken all day
5: Hofstra's leading George Mason 31 26 (laughs) at the half
4: change
3: the subject that'll
4: change the subject Hofstra's ahead all right well still a second half of action in that thrilling basketball game, you're making us watch. Duke is leading Ohio State twenty five twenty three, five minutes of play in the first half. We
3: haven't talked of that about game. this. What we keep seeing on the screen here at all today. What do you got? Uh, according to MLB Network, Jeff Passan, to be specific, uh, Yankees have offered have an offer in the neighborhood of eight years, three hundred three hundred million to. Uh, Mr. Aaron Judge. Eight years, three hundred million. Yes. That would be about thirty-seven and a half mm. AAV. I don't think he's annual gonna, average value. There you go. I don't I don't think he's gonna get that from anybody else, personally.
4: So you think he ought to consider it?
3: If that's what is important, then yeah. What, he, cer- the, he certainly can handle New York. I don't think I think he's proven it. I don't right? think he's one of those guys The question that,
4: is does he want to keep handling
3: it? <laughs> that is the question. Is, eight years is a long time to commit. It is, but first of all, Aaron's how old? He's not He's not like a 28, 29. Right? He's in his 30s, isn't he?
5: Well. We need to check that. 27, 28. Is, oh, is right, he's in that, young? that range, yeah.
3: In that range. Well, yeah. I, that I mean, mean anything. Eight years, I, I don't know if anybody's getting a 300. That seems, if the Yankees are putting that he's out 30. there. He's 30. Right now. Yeah,
4: so... So taking up to your 38 would be a pretty smart move. That's what I'm saying.
3: Is, is anybody else going to give him eight years? No. I don't think Especially they Especially consider his his history of... Yeah, this is one of those years... This was like his healthiest year. Yeah, This is one of those years where he did not get hurt. Well, he certainly has options. There's no doubt about that. I think he'll be happy no matter what happens. 5 o'clock happy hour.
4: When we return, an hour to go on Gwen and Chris. <sighs>